Alright folks, welcome back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly. Uh, Myself, Matthew Fisher, with Mr. Ray Booten over here. Um, We're bringing you all the things you want to hear about in that extra weird, extra strange, unexplainable, paranormal, spiritual, crypto, alien, UFO, unidentifiable situations. Ray, how you doing over there? Not bad. How about you? I'm doing pretty good over here. You know, it is what it is. Like we talked before, we've we were, we had a, we had a, some loss in the in the extended family over over here um, with my my girlfriend's grandmother and, and an uncle uh, passed away. It's a double whammy. Um, you know, the show has definitely made me a lot easier with people passing and stuff. You know what I mean? I feel and just. Uh, we talk about death so much when you really think about it. When you when you really boil it down, we have a weekly show about death. So as you when you do those things, you get more accustomed and you know comfortable, if you will, with with the idea of the act. Well, some of that is that uh, not only psychologists but certain belief systems believe that you should be comfortable with it. You should not run away from it. It improves the quality of your life when you face it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. Um, so yeah, everybody, uh, you know, death is just the beginning to quote every horror movie ever made. So, uh, with that being said, we're going to, that's going to segue us in the complete opposite direction of what, uh, we're going to be talking about today, which is the complete opposite of a segue. How you like them? How you like that? Learning things new on the mostly ghostly show. Um, uh, Ray Booten uh, brought up the brought up the theme for today's episode. Ray, you want to tell the folks a little bit about what we're uh, what we're about to dive into here? Uh, well, the Nephilim, and there's several theories as to where they came from. The uh, creatures that came down to Earth and uh, took the daughters of man and created a race of giants. Yeah, and uh, supposedly that and what they taught mankind was the reason for the flood. Interesting. Um, what? Well, why? Uh, why? For, why for the reason for the flood? Like a, as a, a punishment type deal for because the the nephilim, I believe, is well, like a gods have mating with humans type deal to create these things. Uh, there's several stories about that, depending upon whether you go with uh, the more recent, within the last couple thousand years translations, yeah. or the older translations of what the nephilim actually are. Mm-hmm. In the older scriptures, when they came down to earth, they taught man many of their evils, whether it be warfare, adultery, uh, a lot of what we would consider sins or different churches consider sins. Um, So the Nephilim corrupted humankind. And the great flood with Noah was kind of like a reset. Yeah. Trying to straighten things out. So this was around the Noah time, you say? Uh, they came down before Noah, yeah. I didn't know they were so connected to the flood and all that. But this uh, was, in, yeah. the old, in the old text, they, they were the reason for it. To, um, they corrupted mankind, and uh, when mankind became corrupt, it had to be removed. Only uh, a few good ones, like Noah and his family, were saved. Very interesting. Biblical, too, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
and they're not quite demons. They're like, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're definitely a bad force or a bad, bad influence on humanity, of course, but they're not quite, uh, they're living, they're living flesh. They're not a spiritual thing. Well, there's two stories as the, the, as to their beginning. One of them is, um, I would have to say the most recent and most commonly accepted one is that they were fallen angels mm. that came down to earth. Now, the problem with that is that's later translations, and you already had fallen angels. You had Lucifer, and you had devils, demons, etc. But these are supposedly fallen angels that came down and mated with uh, humanity. So not only did they teach them uh, some evil ways, um, supposedly they were the ancient giants that walked. Hmm. And if you go to the older script... Uh, the older translations of the Hebrew Bible, the Nephilim were actually the lesser gods that sat in heaven with with uh, the divine. Hmm. Now, when we say lesser gods, people kind of raise an eyebrow, but the, in the early trans- translations, the belief system back then is there was more than one god and that Yahweh was the supreme God among them. Yeah. And just like one of the words for God in old translations, not sure if it's Paleo Hebrew or the ancient Semitic is supernatural. They believed at that time they were supernatural forces and they called them gods, anything above the laws of nature. Now, were they cast out of heaven like the devil? Um, they left. On their own? On their own. They quit, huh? They quit. They decided to come down to earth and mix it up with humankind. Is there a reason why they quit? I don't know why. I haven't been able to find out. I've been trying to go through uh, as many of the ancient writings as I can, and I can't find the reason for their leaving. Huh. Interesting. That was a deep cut. That was a deep beef. That's what happened there. Behind the scenes beef. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep looking for that as to if I can find uh, a reason why. As I said, I'd rather look in the ancient writings where the original stories came from. Of course, yeah. The see what was said thousands of years ago. Which uh, which which story do you believe to be true with them of their ori- origins? I would go with they were lesser gods or yeah. lesser forces. Um, I have a problem with several things. Um, angels. In many ancient texts, they say that angels do not have free will like man does. Right. And they simply serve. So you would have a problem then with Lucifer making a choice to go against God. Yeah. If he didn't have, if he didn't have free will. I think they all have, yeah, all free will. It's just that it's a code they all follow. And Lucifer and uh, the Nephilim there. Bowed out, I think. Didn't want to do deal with the rules. Uh, well, I know, I know some of the stories tell Lucifer as being jealous of man yeah. because uh, because of man's relationship with God, and it was that jealousy. Other stories say he thought he thought himself as powerful as God. So the different stories out of different times as the origin and his being cast out, the reason why. He is kind of, he is painted as a sympathetic character in certain circumstances. 
There's also, there's also the name thing, too. I mean, we go Lucifer, which I think was originally Lucille, which was a translation, which the old translation meant the morning star. He was the greatest among the archangels at one time. Yeah. So you've got a little bit of a language thing there. Currently, we tend to associate Satan as Lucifer, and that's a totally different character in the Old Testament. Yeah. Satan actually was in heaven. And Satan, uh, when Job is tested, Satan is the one that teases God, saying that, well, you know, if you do this to Job, uh, he won't love you. And God tests Job, and he still loves God. And Satan says, uh, well, try this. He won't love you then. Uh, Satan is an old, is the antagonist, his role in the Old Testament. And he became an antagonist in stories um, that name was attributed to Luce and made identical to Lucifer as being a great antagonist or opposite of God in fighting God. So there's actually two different characters. One actually was in the heavenly court and the other one was thrown out. Hmm. Now, does Lucifer play any, any, any uh, into the origins of the, 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 the Nephilim at all? Or is uh, just two entities in the same story? Uh, Lucifer doesn't have anything to do with the Nephilim, as far as I've been able to find out. They were either um, the angels that came down, or if you follow the ancient translation, the lesser gods that came down to earth and mated with the uh, sons of man. When they talk about angels having wings, do you think, you know, you think that might be something that just... Uh, wings is what it looked like. You know how we've talked about in the past, where people, you know, people would have never seen certain things before, so they would just describe what they would imagine them to be. Maybe it was a light, or you know, like a an aura or energy around them. You know what I mean? And if that was the case, then it could be a nephilim type situation because then they're just there. Some people would believe them to be angels without wings. I would tend to think it is an interpretation of what they saw. I know some people that say whenever you see pictures of, let's say, saints, uh, and they have that halo around their head, they say yeah. that's the they say that's the aura. Yeah. So I would say if they like you just said, if they see something they don't understand, and they're trying to interpret it. Plus, heaven was always associated with being above. And the only thing that mankind knew that flew were birds and they had wings. True. So if you're going to portray an, portray an angel and it's coming down, it's not going to plop out of heaven. It's going to fly down and fly very, back up. Very true. Very true. And, you know, reptil- uh, things of the earth in, in, in the dirt, reptilian with the, you know, scaly skin and all that. Maybe that's how you get the whole look of the demon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what we're afraid of. Yeah. Uh, we, we, take the images we know and put that over the unknown, overlay it. Yeah. I ever, what should I ever ask you what your opinion of dinosaurs were? Uh, no, you never asked. You got an opinion on dinosaurs? Um, cause you're like, you're a religious man. Mainly I go to the, the, the people like to, uh, question, you know, why aren't the Bibles in the dinosaur? Uh, why aren't the dinosaurs in the Bible? You have a, do you have any answers for that? Well, I would say what we're trying to do is take our artificial construct of time as we see it and impose it over the Bible. Um, yeah. Like we say seven days, 
you know, uh, the earth was created in six days and then the seventh was for rest. But what is a day when you're dealing with something like the divine at the creation of the planet? A million years, two million years, 10 million years, the equivalent of a day when you're talking about uh, a divinity that exists in eternity? I always heard it was a thousand years. A thousand year, a day was like a thousand, uh, a thousand years was like a day to Jesus. The Jesus in my, in my church days, that's what I heard. But a lot of that stuff is, you know, a lot of the church talks interesting where they make up their own stuff, as we know, you know. Well, even I on small, they, even on small planes, not even like in the big scheme of things, but just like for ch- the teaching children and stuff like that, they just make it more adaptable for the time and what they're, you know, what they're talking about, which does warp things, but definitely they do it, you know. Well, I agree. And what happens is as you grow older, you have to keep an open mind when you start reading things that contradict the, what you were taught as a child, but they don't fall exactly in line with. Um, if you, I mean, I'm a, a bit of a fanatic for going back to the oldest translation of any work. And quite often there are big differences between what you have that's been translated hundreds and hundreds of times uh, into all these different languages. Uh, each time the scribe or the translator tweaking this or that or going through language idiosyncrasies and such. So things change there when I have discussions with my granddaughter and she loves to talk about, uh, about God. Um, yeah. The way she's being taught is for her to understand at six and seven years old. Hopefully she comes to her, her own personal understanding when she gets older and embraces the a belief system. Yeah. But it'll be different than what she, she's learning in first grade. Mm-hmm. Truth. You know, these, these Nephilims, they go back all the way to the first book. They're mentioned in Genesis. They, you know, you want to talk about the, the, the Bible as, uh, as old as ad, that is. Um, we're talking about the story that it's telling is like even older. And even go back to the very first chapter of that story. My goodness. You know what I mean? This is some serious dosage. Um, you know, definitely, you know, and the, the, there's... I believe, like like in Jerusalem and, and and some of the Middle Eastern places, they've they've uh, acquired like giant like the bone bodies, like the skeletons of, of the of big fifteen foot people. You know what I mean? Which is uh, you know complete evidence of it. And you know it's like the Holy Land a little bit over there. You, you think because of all the kind of the holy, you know, Jesus himself was from Israel. You know what I mean? What do you what do you think that area holds with all this stuff, like with all that ancient world, ancient religion stuff? Well, I know that it's not just there. They've discovered the giant remains in the U.S. They have some pictures from the early 1900s and late 1800s. Yeah, uh, people ex- excavating um, bones and their huge skeletons with huge heads which were turned over to the Smithsonian and they disappeared. Now, my mother uh, came from the island of Sardinia. Yeah. And they have legends that go back about 3,000 years about uh, some giants that live there. They have 3,000-year-old tombs they found. And when they find a burial site, what they do is uh, when they excavate it, it's stone lined and it's about 15 feet long. 
It's not the size of a body that they, as we know it, that they're putting in there. This would have to be a 10, 12 foot person to go into this, into this 15 foot grave. Mm. They also have giant monuments. Now, I recently was looking up some, doing some information and watching some films. Uh, and they have some pictures of a guy who got a femur out of the ground. He was excavating. He's standing there and from the holding it. Now, I don't know how tall he was, but it came up to his shoulder. Yeah. Just this leg bone yeah. was almost as tall as him. And then they, there was another picture of him. And this is the type of picture, which is why I think it's not doctored. Um, the old Instamatic camera where you did a click, pulled it out, waved, you know, waved it around for about Polaroid, 60 yeah. yeah, Polaroid, 60 seconds, and it would set. Yeah. Those were the pictures he has. And one of them, he's standing in front of a huge medical chart where someone sketched out what the size of the person would have to be. And it'd have to be about a 12 to 15 foot person when they pull the femur next to it. And like I said, it's almost as tall as him. Yeah. So you've got, you've got photos, you've got graves. And he did turn it over to the local science society. And gee, they seem to have lost it. They got no proof. How convenient. You know what I mean? Well, it's it's also with science, with history as well as science. Um, you really, once they have, uh, let's say, history has a timeline in a story, or science has a theory down. Yeah, they're going to fight like crazy before they accept anything that breaks that or changes it. Yeah, they don't, they don't want that. They want thing you keep the established, and you keep it going that way. Yeah. And it's not that uncommon for the unusual to uh, disappear or just be put down as fake. Yeah, now they support, and they they walk the earth with the humans. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like there was no evolution evolutionary deal or anything like that where they kind of spawned down. But there was like a they were breeding with humans, right? Supposedly that's the Nephilim. That's their whole one of the claims. Yep, supposedly they were breeding with uh, with humans, and that produced. That's what produced the race of giants. That's how we got the NBA. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you know. So I, you know, I assume you would have some type of special mojo in your system if your if your 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 Papa Duke was a Nephilim. You know what I mean? Uh, but and it's it's what's another thing that's interesting, particularly in the island of Sardinia. It's an old culture. Yeah. And for a long while, they kept isolated. Um, they had their own language. And uh, at various times when they've excavated, they found Phoenician ruins, Egyptian ruins, Roman ruins. The oldest ones go back, <coughs> excuse me, to the old culture. Yeah. And that's where these things start popping up. These giant burial mounds and stones and graves and bones, they start pep- popping up before that. Before the other stuff. So you're talking about 3,000 plus years ago. And you're also talking on the Mediterranean. It's an island off the coast of Italy. So it could easily cross over if you're talking about Egypt or if you're talking about Israel. It could have been traveled back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because that's, that's God, God country, though, you know, God's people. That's one thing I've always thought was weird in the Bible, the, you know, the God's people thing, right? Is it everybody God's people? Uh, what a world. But the Nephilim, they come in, they create basketball. 
um, all types of crazy things. I'm surprised, you know, something like that. You think that right there is something that could lurk behind the scenes and still be around today? You think they've all died out? I know that if you have humans that are like, are humans that are, that, that are, you know, eight, nine feet tall, you know, um, with the exception of Shack Attack, but they usually die kind of young, you know, because carrying around all that weight's hard on their heart and stuff. You think that that's kind of what killed, killed them off? Just, you know, living that, that carrying around all that mass, so to speak. I mean, I assume they, if they were a higher grade of species, it, they'd be warriors that would not, you know, they could carry that without issue. It'd be the way we carry it now with no issue. But uh, why do you think they're not around now? Well, if you go outside of the Bible story of the flood yeah. and look at it as to why they, why they might not be around, you're also taking a look at um, humanity hasn't even, science hasn't even decoded all of what DNA, all the DNA. How do we know we don't have, or some people don't have some of their DNA this day that they're carrying around? Yeah. I mean, at one time, science said that uh, the Neanderthal and humans never mixed. Then they said they mixed. And if you have a DNA test, um, you may just find out that you have Neanderthal DNA in a species that at one time they thought were nothing but uh, things close to an ape. And recently, besides the cave paintings, they found circles, fires, burials, and oh, wait a minute, there was a whole society. Oops. Sorry, um, they existed at the same time as Homo sapiens. Oops, sorry, they did interbreed. Oops, sorry, you may have some of their DNA. So who's to say with the Nephilim, that hasn't carried on in some people? Yeah. Whether, they be, whether they be tall or whether they have other abilities. If they originated as spiritual beings or beings from another dimension, then people today who have certain psychic or other spiritual abilities may have a trace of that Nephilim DNA in them. Yeah, we've all met people uh, that you've, they, they were just great at everything they did or something like that where you just kind of make note and go, there's something different about that person. And I wonder if it, that stems down from like, a magic touch from something like this, you know what I mean? I think it's a definite possibility. Yeah, for sure. You know, what, uh, what, 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 there's no better genes to come from, I assume. You know what I mean? Well, but the only downside is they were the ones that walked out of heaven. But outside of that, their genes aren't too bad. They had attitude. <laughs> well, they're entrepreneurs, Ray. They want to try things their way. You know what I mean? Well, that's a good thing most of the time, but occasionally you have to stop and say, no, not this, not this time. It depends what the beef was. Maybe they could have always returned later in life and made, made everything better for everybody. Sometimes people have to branch out and take that journey, I guess. But who, who, who am I to say anything? It's one of those, uh, those interesting things. You know, a lot of people have written about this, you know what I mean? Um, that's in TV shows, there's movies. You almost wanted like the, the slender man pops in my head when I was trying to think of more of a suburban atmosphere for this. I know you said the U S had some cases of it. And I thought almost in the way of Sasquatch running around in the woods of having some tall human like people running around, you know, it's almost, you can almost, you know, maybe connect Sasquatch and Nephilim a little bit. What do you think about that? Well, that, that, that's one thing that, 
that uh, popped into my mind as a possibility, an offshoot, maybe yeah. not pure, pure Nephilim, but uh, a branch, uh, a mutation. Mm-hmm. And they held, uh, the Sasquatch would have held on to the size. Now, people do say there are legends about Sasquatch using portals to travel back and forth. That's very Nephilim otherworldly. Uh, sort of, sort of thing. Also, um, don't discount the, their intelligence if they're out there to stay hidden from mankind for all these years. They don't, we only get an occasional glimpse, but we still can't prove they're around. Yeah, I mean they're, they're the greatest. They're the winners of hide and seek, hands down. That's it, and they've kept us fooled all along. Yeah, and then you think that that no, no, they uh, they say that Noah's Ark was to kind of rid, rid like the flooding was to rid the earth of these things and and corrupt mankind the flooding was to corrupt mankind or they were it was to get rid of mankind which had become corrupt corrupted yeah corrupted and also get rid of the nephilim because i believe if story goes correctly the whole earth was flooded right uh yes I always, that's one of my favorite, whenever I've seen the movies back in the day, that was always my favorite part with the, 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 um, the spreading of the seas in that moment as well. Is that, that's the Moses thing, right? That's Moses. Very good. Very, uh, I gotta, I gotta watch, I gotta break out a nice old, uh, biblical film, you know, the 10 commandments. I gotta rock out the 10 commandments soon. Um, yeah, you know, it, you know, maybe that the heavens did not like these things so much that it flooded the earth to try and kill them and us. That's pretty. That's darkness. You know, what's the other? Th- what was in the Bible when? Uh, what was it? Who's his wife was turned to salt for for looking when they told him not to look? Oh, that was Lot's wife. Okay, that was all. That was intense too. Um, what was this? They that said, "Don't look, don't leave, and don't look back," or something like that. And she looked back, and she got turned to salt. That's gangster. Yeah, you know that, I mean? that, that that's it. She disobeyed. She paid. That's definitely uh, for, first old. Te- that's Old Testament. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, that, they're very big. Old Testament's very big on that. You pay the price. If you wanna, you wanna do the dance, you gotta pay the price. You know what I mean? Big, big time. Sorry, the hammer. Casino style, the star of the hymn. So yeah, these Nephilim things are definitely uh, the first time I heard about them. They popped my mind too because they're they're not entirely disbelievable. You know what I mean? Like it's very believable that something like this exists. I mean, like to bring up the NBA, we said it in a joke before earlier, but you can look at the NBA and see people that are eight feet tall. You know what I mean? Like people that would make regular sized people look like sh- very short people. So, like, just seeing that, and that's that's just a pick of random folks. You know, there's 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 uh there's taller people than them out there. You know what I mean? There's people out there that are so tall that they can't play basketball because they're too they're too top heavy. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm uh I'm not surprised at this. You know that that there would be these people. What do you say? Like, fifteen feet tall, roughly. 12, 15 feet tall is also the thing that the Nephilim with the children. Right. The children of these fallen angels or these lesser gods and humanity. Now, being the children of the original uh, lesser gods that came down to earth could still be around. So yeah. now you're talking about you have some, whether you want to call it multi dimensional creatures or you have these spiritual 
beings that could still be out there floating around because they weren't destroyed in the, in the flood. Their children were destroyed in the flood. That flood so, must cause some crazy bad energy on this earth, if you think about it. Think about the bad, bad energy that that flood left. And, you know, we're talking about all these people that were that were wicked people, supposedly. That's why they were getting the rub down. They were getting rubbed out. Um, and there are, this is we're talking about a, a planet of people. You know, of course, it's nothing compared to the amount of people that are on the planet now. But still, we're talking about a lot of folks that are just leaving the party real quick like that. You know what I mean? Um was it uh, was it quick? Was it was it a gradual thing over months, or was it like something quick that just came down and you know almost like I don't what's your what's your your knowledge of the flood? Forty days and forty nights it rained and it covered the earth. Forty days and forty nights. Yep. Yeah, that'll do it. Probably that's a that's a lot of rain. Oh yeah. Um, you think you, what, what do you, you, I, it's, that kind of boggles my mind a little bit, flooding, that, so, do you think that, I don't, I don't know if that's even possible, Ray. Well, if you take a look at, uh, archaeological evidence and some, some scientific evidence, what you do have is the Baltic Sea at one time was not connected to the Mediterranean, it was separate, and it was a large, there was a fairly good size wall or landmass separating them. There is evidence that thousands of years ago that broke, which would have released water into the uh, Mediterranean and raised the sea level up. Now, if you're talking about Israel and you're talking about Egypt, etc., all of those areas uh, would have had a massive, massive flood. And it would have covered almost everything and there would have been death in the thousands and thousands. So whether that's, there are different flood stories in different cultures and belief systems, and there are evidence in different parts of the world that there were major floods that wiped, nearly wiped out a civilization. Now, whether they incorporated that into a uh, religious belief, that's something that uh, someone has to make a choice themselves as to uh, whether they're going to believe that or not. But there's some physical evidence that there were great floods on the earth, and they wiped out a whole lot of people. Imagine dealing with that. Imagine being in that time. Because what we're assuming here with this flood is that it rained until we go. How deep do you think did this the water got? Is that that we talked about? Uh, it'd probably be something where you're only you're only leaving uh, mountaintops visible and stuff. I mean, this is like really heavy duty deep flood. So you think we're talking more than fifty feet deep? Oh yeah, really. Imagine dealing with that. Imagine being somebody that in that time. You know, you're not used, you get rain every now and then, you know what I mean? And you know one thing about the water that's, you know, far away from you, you know that if you happen to be under it, it's a bad deal, but you're happy because of your home, you don't got to deal with it, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden it starts raining and you're like, you're Forrest Gump, it's big old fat rain. And uh, next thing you know, you're like, ah, my, my ankles are wet. That's what, that's, I ain't felt that before. Then, you know, a little bit later, you're like, well, you know, my knees never felt the water before. Dang, this is like, I kind of feel like when I walk her in the river, you know what I mean? It's very nice. Uh, then you're like, well, oh, my waist. 
my wallet, my wallet's all fucked. I fucked up my new iPhone. You know what I mean? From back in the day like that. And then it gets higher and higher and to the point where you're like, okay, I can't stand anymore. Like it would gradually get to that point. And I'm just imagine that. And until eventually everybody would slowly just drown. You'd hit, get to a point where you would, you would, you would, you would attempt to swim. I mean, the people that were prepared, Noah was prepared so he could build his boat, but, uh, there wasn't, you know, much preparation. The na- the naysayers and such in the story, um, you know, what they just kind of laugh while fucking the water was coming up. While it was at waist high, they got their hands on their hips going, Whoa, <laughs> that foolish Noah. <laughs> it's weird. You'd think they'd want to, at some point, they would get it together before they were dead, you'd think. But maybe... That's why I question the flooding of the quickness of it. You know what I mean? Like at a, at a reasonable pace of it, just just filling up like the old trick you, know, you used to see of the person in the shower, the glass, and it the door catches and the glass fills up, and um, it's almost like that. You know, I think that that'd be kind of horrific. I, I want to make a film now. Uh, very, I want a hundred billion dollars to make this film from this story of justice. These these farmers that are good people and. You know, the kids and all of a sudden just, uh, there's this guy in town, his name's Noah. He seems all right, but everybody says he's crazy. So we'll just uh, agree that he's crazy, but he's building this ark, this big old boat and, uh, says that everybody should be worried about rain. Rain's coming. And I said, I hope rain's coming because the harvest needs it. And boy, oh boy, did they get some rain. That'd be quite a film. That'd be. And with all that, all that water effect, that'd be dark. That'd be that'd be that'd be big budget. That'd be like an Alexander Hawk starred film. We need his name to bring in that billion dollars. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was fun that we dove into the 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 the, the, the flooding. Always like is an interesting stuff. I've always been interested in hearing about that deal and the fact that the Nephilim were tied into it. I think is uh, magnifies that and the fact that. Then it was all done almost to, to rid the world of the people that they corrupted in them. I find that um, to be like a huge part of the story. I didn't realize they were that big of uh, a part of the story, you know. Oh yeah, if you go if you go back and read the old text, uh, the cor- the world was flooded because mankind had become corrupt. Yeah, and the uh, lesser gods, those fallen angels, they were the ones that came down and corrupted mankind. They're the cause of the sin of the corruption on, on earth. Yeah. So it all had to be, the slate had to be cleaned and started over again. I knew the fallen, the fallen angel himself was the big corrupter of mankind. Lucifer or, uh, or, or Lucille. Uh, yeah. I wonder if the, the I Love Lucy show was the occult because uh, Lucille and the bright red hair, that has to tie into something. You know what I mean? And her her, her her carefree do what she want to do attitude. I don't I don't know if that was exactly the occult or not, but uh, it's a it's a funny idea. Uh, but yeah, Lucifer. I mean, as far as we know, the Nep- the the Nephilim are those fallen angels that came down, those lesser gods. They're still with us, just like Lucifer is still with us. Demons and devil, the devil is still with us. Right. It's just their children that died in the flood. The, the giants that walked the earth that died in the flood. But that force that uh, 
that came down from heaven, that other dimension, that can still be here and that can still be around us. And that can still be trying to influence us to do evil. So you could actually call the original lesser gods or fallen, uh, you could call them fallen angels if you want. You put them in the same category as demons still out there. We just have a blanket name. We call everything evil demons, but different cultures have different names for it. Uh, like we did an episode a long while ago, Jinn and some Islamic cultures and, uh, Christianity has taken uh, demons. Uh, Hindu has demons. Tons of them. Yeah. So it, it just goes, yeah, the original source of that evil that came down to this earth, there's nothing to say that that still doesn't uh, walk among us. And if you talk about stories about incubus and succubus, which uh, evil forces that have sex with humans, how do we know that they're not the same thing? Yeah. How do we- it's just a demon under a different name. It's true. Uh, it's crazy. They, they got to play their part in there. I do think it's a, I, I agree with that. I do feel it's a demon under a different name, like a stage of a demon, more of a presence, you know, if you were to go in, if you, if people that would say, you know, reptilians, reptilians is a demon thing. I definitely put, the Nephilim and reptilians in the same category, for sure, with demons. With trouble. Well, you could take that the next step and say that reptiles, um, many of them are amphibious, they would have survived the flood. So how do we know those that survived didn't have a little bit of that DNA in them? That's true. That's a true fact right there. Dang nabbit. Yeah, you got that. There are certain things that would survive, and, the, and fish and such would survive. Ah, it's interesting stuff. So anything you can classify as uh, reptile and amphibious, then, yeah, it might survive the flood. That's how we get these weird... This is why we need to figure out someday what's in the bottom of the ocean, what's in these deep, dark trenches that uh, we never go in. Because I think there's some really... Maybe we don't want to go into them. Um, well, but there's, there's some crazy I, stuff. I, I was going to say, we'll use the Japanese name, Nekeju. These giant creatures. Ooh. Monsters. Monsters for sure. Uh, Nephilim are not good swimmers, I assume. Or otherwise, I feel like they would be able to, you know, survive this. Uh, as far as I know the story, no, they're not good swimmers. That's why the flood was used. It's an interesting thing. I figure, like, well, somebody that big, you know, 50, 50 feet of water, maybe a little higher. It's deep, but if you're if you're you're fifteen, fifteen feet yourself, it's not the worst. It's not the it's not the most impossible thing to survive in if you know how to swim. Well, the other thing too is if it's forty days and forty nights, you're going to be treading water for a long while. Yeah, I don't, that's think, true. I don't, I don't think that's going to work. But if there's mountaintops and stuff that they could go to, maybe something like that. Maybe if and you if go they, by the if you go by the flood story, everything was covered, even the mountaintops. Oh yeah. Um, after the 40 days, I believe Noah let a dove go out and he did that for a while. And after 40 days, one came back and it had a little branch, it had a branch in its mouth. And that's how he knew there was actual land Hmm. and was able to find that. Now there are stories that the ark has been found on Mount Arafat in the middle East, but, um, 
yeah, that supposedly the flood was enough to have drowned out everything. Dang, never, man. Mount Arafat. Yeah, I've heard about that. What do you know about Mount Arafat? Uh, well, it's contested territory. You know that they don't let people go explore there anymore. They found certain structures that scientists say are stones. Uh, others say are petrified wood, and in a, they're in the shape and the size matches that of the description of the Ark in the Old Testament. That's craziness. And it's found near the top of one of the mountains. That's the weird part. In in Saudi Arabia? Something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's crazy. Have you seen what they they think is the Noah's Ark uh, leftovers? I've seen pictures of it, yes. Does it look like anything that would be? It looks like something that could be a big boat. How big are we talking? Oh, we're talking humongous. You're, you're, yeah. you're, start, you're, you're talking about something probably closer to the size of, uh, I don't know, maybe the Queen Mary, the Titanic, something like that. Very, very large. And this is one dude who built this? Yep. Over how long? I don't know how long it took him to build it. Yeah. Or if he had, if he had his sons or family help him, I don't know. But who it, told it, the, who told this story? If everybody died, <laughs> him, it can get it gets tricky. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, he would have to pass the story down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, that's that's just that's just like uh, some people uh, want to believe in unicorns. I say they just miss the ark. That's it. You know, that, that old meme that goes around Facebook, two of them are standing in a rock while the ark's going off saying, oh, that was today. <laughs> I like that. I'd wear that on a T-shirt. Maybe they didn't like the unicorn. The, they were too dangerous. They headbutted things. Out of love, they, they, they tried to touch heads and killed everything. Either that or put holes in the side of the ark. That could be trouble too, yeah. Right. Now, look. Leave those off. They're, they're, they're too much trouble. That's like a very like logistically reasonable uh, reason not to have them on the Ark, actually. Who dang. Shit. Yeah, yeah, the Ark, yeah, the, 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 the Great Flood is something else there, you know. It's weird. The whole deal is weird. We'll probably dive into that a little bit uh, later time. But uh, back to the Nephilim, you know what I mean? It's uh, tricky stuff, you know, the Giants, you know what I mean? Giant Gonzalez in original form. For anybody out there that actually watched wrestling as a kid, there was a wrestler called Giant Gonzalez that was a Nephilim. That was his whole gimmick, you know what I mean, which is fun. But uh, when was the first time you heard of these, right, during research back in the day or, like, just early Bible reads? Uh, research way back. Yeah. And then uh, I got much more interested once the internet went up and I could start uh, looking for and searching out different stories, pictures, etc. And then start looking at things and said, uh, wait a minute, there's something behind here. There's no way those bones are human bones. Yeah. Uh, particularly in the U.S., there was some of the pictures I mentioned. They have people standing next to a grave. And if you were to lay one of those people down, it would it would barely be half the length of that per, skeleton in the grave. So yeah. it's 
it just does not make any does not make any sense. And if you're talking about the rigid mind that science has, particularly the farther back you go, um, yeah, it's I can see why those bones would disappear. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, when you're going into the whole deal with the multiple religions and such have different, you know, thoughts on it, you got uh, the the Book of Enoch, you know, for anybody that don't know the Book of Enoch, it's an ancient Hebrew apocalyptic religious text ascribed uh, by tradition to to Enoch, the great-grandfather of Noah, so the ties to our boy Noah here. And uh, Enoch contains unique material on the origins of demons and giants, why some angels fell from heaven. Um, you know, that, I'd like to dip into this. You know, it's, of course, written in Hebrew, so uh, I can't read Hebrew, but uh, I'm sure it's been translated somewhere, I assume, right? It's maybe? It has been. I get a source where I can get, uh, I can access some of it. I almost bought, bought the Tibetan Book of the Dead at Barnes & Noble the other day to read through, you know. Uh, but I'd be, I'd like to read this, some of this, this stuff. If Yeah. Let me know if you can find something like that. But yeah, the, the book of Enoch, I thought the book of Enoch was like a Bible that they pulled a book from the Bible. They pulled out of the Bible or something like that. Uh, for a while it was never included. It was yeah. included. Uh, it's called, uh, oh, what is it? They have a name for, for books that came out, were read at one time and no longer recognized as part of the, I think they call it extra canonical, not not part, not part of the regular canon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Quran. They're also referred to in the Quran. Uh, the Quran refers to the people of AD in Quran twenty six one thirty, whom the prophet Hud declares to be like Habarin or Hebrew Gibarim, uh, probably a reference to the biblical Nephilim. The people of A.D. are said to be giants, the tallest among them 100 feet high. However, according to Islamic legend, the Ad uh, were not wiped out by the flood since some of them had been too tall to be drowned. Instead, uh, God destroyed them after they uh, objected further warnings. After death, they were banished into the lower layers of hell. So that's kind of the Quran's deal. With they got a what, interesting take on it too, because yeah, hundred feet tall is insanity, and it kind of goes by. When I was talking about them swimming around, I was imagining them to be less than twenty feet tall tops. So the fact that they were hundred feet tall definitely adds to um, that. Adds to how could they just swim? You know what I mean? Because uh, I don't know if the world would come back from multiple hundreds of feet of water on top of it, even after all that time. It would evaporate from the sun, but it would take yeah, it would take many moons, I'm sure. Well, it would also be, you can, I don't know about the time frame, because how they calculate years in a Bible is different than how we, we calculate the years. I forgot who it was. There was uh, one scholar that did it. That it's always been in, in dispute as to what the exact no, exact number of years is. Yeah. But if you could take uh, a more gradual thing that happened that might wipe out civilizations is that if you have after an ice age and things start melting and flooding and sea levels go up and cities are lost and uh, the people at the time may may 
blame that on a divinity, good or evil, but something supernatural that is causing their, uh, their city or their land to be wiped out under, under all this flooding and rising water. Yeah. The, uh, I wonder how he destroyed them. Flooding almost isn't, there's better ways I'd think to destroy everything on the earth. You know, either ice age it, freeze everything off until it's dead. At that point, you're killing everything or heat or overheat. You know, you know, the two things are supposedly going to kill humanity next. Those two things, either heat or the cold. Um, but that would be the better deal with. I'm curious how he, he manhandled them. I could see God coming down and just manhandling these giants and crushing their heads like uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. You know what I mean? Well, I think you also, if you're taking a look at something unpredictable that was destructive, flooding, yeah. would, have been for, would have been for ancient people, whether it's uh, river flooding, uh, oceans, tidal waves, tsunamis. Flooding would have been something that they were totally helpless against and destroyed things. And if it's a divine act uh, out of their control by a supernatural being, um, yeah, that would make sense because that's one of the things that they were afraid of. And they would send them in, in, in the Quran, they'd send them to the lower levels of hell because the Quran, yeah, that those are one of those religions of the levels to hell, right? I assume, like it just said. Uh, the Quran is Islam and they have the different levels of hell. A lot of the levels of hell, so to speak, or how you're punished in hell, at least in in Christianity came up later on. Yeah, I know that the, like they believe Middle like, Ages and stuff. Yeah, they're more but, like a believer in the worse you are on Earth, is the worst hell will be for you type deal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that they're all like all. That's funny that that a lot of the religions share very similar characters. Like I believe Jesus is in the Quran, right? Isn't he like the most quoted prophet in the Quran? Uh, in the Quran, Jesus is a prophet, uh, but he's just a prophet. Muhammad yeah. is a great prophet who came after him and delivered the final uh, the final message. Uh, whereas in the Judeo Christian belief, then Jesus is the final. In the Christian belief, Jesus is a final prophet, and in the Judean belief, they're still waiting for the Messiah. So. The, the Hebrew or the Judean are waiting for the Messiah. The Christian, Jesus was the Messiah. Islam, Muhammad is the Messiah. And Muhammad and, and Islam isn't, you know, the fact that Christians don't see that is what bothers the, the Islams. Uh, yeah, they don't recognize Muhammad. Yeah. Which, yeah, you know, I don't know too much about it, but I mean, I, as a human, I can understand how that would bother people. Also, if uh, you believe in the Quran, then you believe that Jesus was simply a prophet, not the Messiah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not j- jumping sides. Don't worry about that, right? I'm just saying. No, I'm saying it goes back and forth. The, <laughs> the, uh, Islam says, no, Jesus wasn't the Messiah. And then Christ- Christians say, yes, Jesus was the Messiah. Right. So, yeah, you got two people facing off right there. And there's one, there was a bishop one time. He said... Um, he said, I forgot his name, but he said something that's very true. He said, religion is a very, very dangerous thing yeah. because, it, because it deals in absolutes. Yeah. 
That's a good point. Uh, I said, hear it mostly ghostly. Me and Ray love everybody. So we just want to throw that out there. Um, for if there's any fallen angels out there. Um, so yeah, you know, going to the layers of hell, that's always an unfortunate deal. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of a descendants of Seth and Cain, you know, that they're, they're, people think that's some of their deal as well. Referenced, uh, the, the offspring of Seth rebelling from God and mingling with the daughters of Cain. Uh, there are the second century CE onwards, both Christian and Jewish sources, you know, so Seth and Cain, you know what I mean? Now, Cain, the Cain that killed Abel, is that is that what they're going with? Is that that Cain? They're going with that Cain, but that also, like you said, that's second century CE. So that's kind of an added on story to determine an origin. That's the extended cut. <laughs> uh, okay. You got the first two testament, the first, the old and new testament, then there's the like the director's cut, which is like the Bible two point five, you know what I mean? Um I dig it, I dig it. Yeah, there's a lot of uh it's it's interesting. Um when they all have that's what's so interesting about the whole the whole religion thing is like they all kinda follow the same story, have a lot of the same characters and such. So like there's there, there's truth in there somewhere, you know what I mean? Within them all, there's some, there is a, there is a, there's like one, there's one official story I think that just gets people pick from, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I, I agree. I think that there is a, there is a truth behind the religion. There are there are uh, elements of truth and there are elements of wisdom, but you really got to dig it out and dig through. Uh, translations and books and where they came from and what's going on to try and find out what it is. It, it, yeah. it takes, it takes some work. Yeah. You familiar with the constellation of Orion? Uh, uh, the only thing I know is um, I got a telescope and I like to look at Orion's belt. Orion. Nebula up there. Uh, Orion's belt. Uh, where the, the show is sponsored by Orion's belts. So if anybody's looking for belts for their 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 pappy and their dads for Christmas, hit them on up. Um, yeah, the constellation, famous one. It's one of the most famous constellations. One of these days, we'll tap into the constellation and all the, all their all the all the magical magical magic behind the constellations. Uh, yeah, the Nephilim. You think we'll ever see Nephilim again on this earth, Ray? Like I said, I think the, well, the children of, not unless humanity breeds with them, but I think the original source, the fallen angels that are lesser gods, are still still around. They're still, uh, they didn't disappear. They weren't wiped out because they were from another dimension. They were from another reality, uh, if you want to call it heaven. And they, they would still exist, just survive, just like Lucifer and, de- and devils or demons would survive. You ever think we'll get to a point where our president will stand up there with a Nephilim to his right-hand side, you know, a, a reptilian to the left, maybe a nice gray UFO uh, standing behind him? You know what I mean? You think, you think we'll ever see some, like the return of something like that? And, like, in that way, like, uh, where... 
they're at the forefront of everything we have going on, so to speak? I don't think so. I think we have enough of a problem dealing just with the, uh, if you had a UFO come down and an alien stepped off, not being the center of the universe, we'd have a big enough problem with that. Uh, never mind a variety of different um, life forms standing there. I mean, to if you take a look at these life forms, we create different uh, stories around them, make excuses for them, categorize them. If something showed up, I don't know how well we'd get along with it or even accept it. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you 110 on that. It's, uh, they were, yeah, they had their, their place in the world is very interesting. As story would go, you know, like we said before, they, they were, they were like in a heavenly being, like the angels, they, they rebelled and were tossed out, uh, came here, um, started ruckus, corrupted, you know, probably the biggest, you know, thorn in the side of God, if you think about it, you know, he created humanity. Humanity is supposed to be this great thing that he created that he loves so much, you know, and he wanted us to be pure and all that, like the whole deal of him wanting purity. And then you have these these angels that used to probably serve, serve under him that have now been tossed out, and they're like, you know what we're going to do? So we got tossed out, we're going to go corrupt everything he loves, you know what I mean? It's like one of those deals. Uh, they come down, they do the deal. You, you, yeah. But it's a similar story in that sense. It's a very similar story to uh, Lucifer. He was thrown out, and yeah. uh, now he's in a war against God, and his war is to corrupt mankind. So you take these lesser gods or fallen angels, they just took a different route or a different route in that they came down and decided to not only uh, mate with humankind, but also teach them evil ways to separate humanity from God. Yeah, Lucifer is kind of, he's the head honcho of bad guys, right? Like, are there, are there theories that uh, the, the Nephilim are equal or greater power-wise than Lucifer? Um, I would probably say that, that Lucifer is probably the greater of them. Yeah. His, own, his, major content, his major contender is Lilith. She's always trying to throw him off his throne. She is uh, one of the chief demons there that uh, thinks she's greater than Lucifer even. That's interesting that he has somebody like that. Everybody's a critic, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, uh, it's we- that's weird. So where do you think they fit on his food chain? Who fits on whose food chain? The Nephilim. The Nephilim fit on the on the Lucifer, Lucifer food chain. Right now, I think they're buddies as long as one doesn't try and grab the other one's turf too much. Are they like yeah. his muscle? Are they like his police force? An army? Well, you know, um, they both have a common enemy. Yeah. So I think that they probably don't uh, mix it up with each other much. I think that they probably... Um, Kind of leave each other alone, and they're simply trying to corrupt mankind, drive man away from the divine. Friend of my enemy is my friend. That's yep. It. Do you think they bring bad energy and stuff too, the way that the devil would? I think they would. I think they have that ability to uh, influence. I mean, yeah. they are powerful beings from another reality or dimension that were able to cross over and at one time actually even mate with humans, then I think they, they bring a lot of power over 
And uh, for that reason, you have to kind of be a little wary of them. You think they'd have the ability, the power of shape shifting or teleportation or anything like that? Um, I would go with the shape shifting because if they were able, and my logic says if they were able to mate yeah. with humans, they would have to present themselves in a human like form. They're going to drop that three foot sausage down. You know, that's all they got to do. The, um, what's I going to say? The, the, I, I threw myself off with that. Um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you think they're, they're like the police type deal. Um, what was the last thing I said before the joke? Uh, you were talking about uh, shape. They're being shapeshifters. Oh, the shape. Do you think they could in, uh, like like jump in and out of dimensions? I do. Uh, again, going going back to the fact that they were able to jump out of that other dimension, the heavenly one, onto Earth. Yeah, and mate then they would have that they would still have that sort of power today which means that they could be walking down the street and you wouldn't recognize them if they took that human form as they did in the old uh scriptures and i'm sure they did because you know if they can jump dimensions they probably jumped dimensions when that flood came yeah they they would they they were just nasty enough to leave their kids the giants that walked on in to leave them behind to die yeah, so both it's very much like a war where both sides send their their people off to get killed, and then they duck behind whatever. They're, they're yeah. good. They're still good, you know. Yeah, I mean that that is evil. I can't see where you would make a choice and say, "Okay, we created all this trouble. Uh, sorry, you're all our offspring, but we're out of here, and you're going to die in the flood." That's nasty. Both both sides do kind of play that card, though. I will say. <laughs> Without getting too controversial with the big man, he, I feel like he kind of does play that card a little bit too. He did tell him not to do anything. You know, the hand of God is heavy. That's all I'll say. It tends to be very much so in the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, it is partly balanced off, if you look at Psalms and you look at certain of the other books, in that um, God is forgiving and loving and will forgive you anything. Yeah. Just when you turn your back completely, uh, then you're on your own. Right. Yeah. And then no, no holds barred. No deep oh, yeah, well, match. Well, <laughs> no yeah, deep yeah. match at that point. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It's interesting. So they they still could be around. That's the, that you know. That's an interesting deal. You know, there there's there's. All the wood we've talked about this before in other you know countries where where we talk about you know Bigfoot being in the South Shore and the Bridgewater Triangle could be a little far fetched um, and a more believable idea would be you know these places where you know you're looking at state size areas that are just all woods you know like that's where Nephilim things could still lurk you know that's where. Bigfoot type things could lurk. Um, Nephilim seems a, seems a little more intelligent. Both are very are into dim, dimensional jumpers. You know what I mean. Um, but they could both lurk there. And you know, in a situation like that, it's not too hard to think that they could live without being noticed. Because if they've lived there that long and get a feel of the ground, there's a group of them. You know, if somebody comes in that was gonna maybe knock down trees and build something, 
those people would just never be seen again, probably. You know what I mean? And how often does that happen all the time? People always, and they blame running away or people being murdered or, you know, people don't like to think that with all these people that go missing, some of the people that go missing are like some supernatural craziness that would really blow your brain apart if you really knew the truth, probably. You know what I mean? Take that girl in the water tower that we talked about a couple episodes back, you know, like just insane stuff with the invisibility cloak. It's just like, there's a lot of things that'll blow up people's minds probably if they really knew truth. Well, and a lot of those things people don't want to admit to. Right. Um, it's like one of the biggest things I think is that uh, in society, people don't want to admit uh, to the potential for evil that people have. And that, that allows evil to carry on because they refuse to face it. Yeah. But I, I'm, and even if you go back to, like I mentioned, you got succubus and you got incubus, the ones that come to you uh, at night in your dreams and they have sex with you. How do you know it's the, you're not talking about, some of these same fallen angels that are doing that the same ones that are coming and invading your mind and your space and using you at night while you sleep to breed because they're magical you assume them to be wizardry like magic be able not just be their not just their presence and the fact that they're so big was is their power but you think they actually got magical and can do things with you know do things as well Oh, if you're talking interdimensional, you're talking the supernatural force, you're talking something from the other side, yeah. They would have powers we don't think we can't conceive of or we just don't want to admit something could have. You know, like when they say that the human mind isn't fully used, you know what I mean? If they were at that size and such, maybe and if they could master their whole mind, you know what I mean, maybe they that 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 would be some they'd be maybe more intelligent. I don't know, maybe if it's more of a size thing or if it's more of just an overall greater than humanity thing you know what i mean like could they could be dumb as a box of rocks with a big brain i mean a big body you know what i mean or they could be super intelligent with big bodies well if they can i mean people will take a look and say some people have psychic powers whether it's levitation bilocation mediumship etc and we take a look at a lot of these things and they're outside the realm of what we consider normal but if you take something whose origin um is of a spiritual or interdimensional nature, maybe they still have some of that connection and can do some of those things, those things we consider impossible because they still have that connection in there, whether it's DNA or some, some thread that connects them back to the, the source where they came from. Yeah. It's some crazy stuff, man. This was fun. We've been wanting to tap into this for a little bit. We got into some, um, some great flood talk too, you know what I mean? Which is nice. That's always a fun deal. Uh, myself, you know, there's nothing more horrifying to me than a gigantic amount of water that it's about to kill you. You can't do nothing with it. Tidal waves are my most horrifying things, but flooding goes hand in hand with it. You know what I mean? Um, almost makes you wonder how society today would handle a situation where if it just rained for 40 days and 40 nights or even longer and the water started to hit the ankles, hit the knees, hit the waist, hit the face, what do you do at that point? You know, I think there'd be some serious hard times coming. I think, uh, I think, yeah, there'd just be trouble. I don't even want to think about stuff like that, but 
I can only I can only imagine what it was like to go through that is horrifying. Yeah, it would be. I know that uh like we had a no, we had only about one day of heavy rain. Yeah. And it came down pretty heavy heavy over here. I have a there's a river out behind where I live. Yeah. Uh there's a lower and an upper wall. It made it over the lower wall and there's a ladder that goes down. It made it up uh the height of two of the steps. It was starting to make it up uh pretty pretty yeah. close, probably within about a foot or two of the uh reaching the the higher wall. And that was only downpours for about twenty four hours. Yeah. Forty days, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't even want to think about that. If I if I if we were making movies for big for big money, I would make that movie of like what it would be like if it just started raining until it was over. And uh it's one of those things, I've said it before on the show, you know, the earth is a living thing. Humanity is killing the earth. We're like a disease. And it's a, one of these days, Earth is going to start fighting back to kill to, to kill the disease that's killing it. And when that time comes, we're going to have it's going to get wild. Maybe it could be flooding. Maybe it could rain us out. You know what I mean? Maybe it could the tree. You know the happening. Uh, M Night Shyamalan, Marky Mark vehicle. Uh, the movie's not that great, but the idea to that movie is one of my favorite. Uh, bad movie ideas of all times. Um, and spoiler alert, it's pretty much for whatever reason they don't get into um, trees just start the oxygen that come out of the trees just start to make people kill themselves because it's trying to minimize like society, which is dark and like scary and eerily true to like what could happen one day. So I love that stuff. It's fantastic, you know. Nephilim's in the house. Me and Ray are starting a rock and roll band called Nephilim. And we want everybody to come to our Huh? Wait a minute. If that's the name of a rock and roll band, you mean are we going to be giants of the industry? Yes. You better believe it. We're going to come out on stilts. We're going to have a whole gimmick. It'll be uh, it'll be like '80s heavy metal. It won't be t- it won't be that fast paced like stuff that people can't understand. But it'll be melodic, heavy melodic tunes. It'll be good. The kids will love it. We'll bring the kids and the older folks back together. Create world peace. We will be the true wild stallions like Bill and Ted saving the universe through our band Nephilim. Um, if there isn't a death metal or heavy metal band called Nephilim. I'll be blown apart. I think there is. There's got to be. There's got to be. That's the greatest name of all time. Someone so, had to. Someone had to catch on to that. Someone had to. They had to have. They had to have. You know what I mean. But uh, with that being said, is there anything else you want to want to uh, say about the Nephilim or the Great Flood? Um, I would say about the original lesser gods that came down and walked among us. Yeah. Or whether, whether you want to use the fallen angels. Um, they were evil to begin with. And the flood didn't wipe them out. It wiped their children out. They're still around. Angry? They are, they are, I think they are out there. And we may call them demons. We may call them the devil. But I think they mix it up with and are out there like a lot of other negative and evil entities. 
around us. And we just have to distance ourselves from that evil thought and evil behavior to uh, keep them at bay. If you're, if you're a God and somebody kills your child, where does that leave you? You know what I mean? Think about that. Because uh, they're, they're, the, other, the other side of it, that's what happened to Think about that. Wrap your head around that. It's all one big mafia hit type deal. They killed God's child. And then God killed their children. It was a it was a crazy endeavor, kid. Well, people don't know how gangster the Bible is. Gangsters, Bible's gangster. God's Corleone, Don Corleone. You know what I mean? And uh, don't go against the family. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. But it's interesting stuff, you know. And you know, I assume them wiping out wiping out the kids with anger. You know, God killing their kids with the flood would anger um, the surviving entities. And from that, maybe they would lean more to the dark side and go more under the umbrella of a Lucifer type deal. You know, maybe, oh, yeah, that's why there is, maybe that's why there is so much dark and evil in the world because of stuff like that. Yep, they just want to keep it going now. They've got a new intensity. Now they got real hunger, real, real drive. That's the thing, like hate. Hate is like hate. The fuel of hate is like I, I question if it's more if if it's more powerful than love. Sometimes, you know what I mean. It's a crazy thing. I'll go with love. I I prefer to go with love, but in a re, but I I question what what is more driving. Like if you if people were more fueled off of love or more fueled off of hate. Who would get further, and that like scientifically, like in a real thing, not a lovey dovey. I want everybody to be in love and happy, of course, as we all do. But I'm curious of realistically what 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 would drive somebody further. You know what I mean? It's an interesting. That's a psychological, mostly ghostly episode coming up in the future where we have psychiatrists on. Oh, I, I actually, I'd say the interesting experiment is you take two continents and you put. Yeah. One continent full of people who are really hateful and one who are loving. And then you come back 100 years later to see who survived. I got a feeling that when you go to that continent where all the hate was, they've all destroyed each other. Very few survivors. Where all the love was, they've survived. I agree with that. But I also say to the people that are filled with hate, are they so hateful that they kill the people with love, filled with love because they're filled with love? That's how I, I look at it. I think it would, and they would. And I think they would. I think they would. Oh, they would, but they'd also end up self-destructing. So that's what I mean, they would, are. yeah, for sure. They, but it'd be, there'd be nobody left. But that's part of the hate, the bitterness and the hate. You know what I mean? Nobody left in the physical world. What happens on the other side to the people of hate and the people of love? Well, that makes you wonder if the people of love, if they change to people of hate because they are robbed of their, their life. Or maybe they, the people of love realize what life is, its lessons, and have moved on to a better place where the people of, people of uh, hate go through their own sort of hell by being reincarnated into another hateful society until they can figure it out. They reincarnate into the people they kill, and they have to learn to forgive themselves. Yeah. I like that. I like that. That's pretty good. So we'll close on that then. And with that, folks... We'll catch you on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. We got some more guests coming. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, 
and uh, we got some local folklore coming, some episodes we've been excited about landing um, pretty soon. Next week might be one of those episodes. So say your prayers, take your vitamins, and we'll catch y'all next week on Mostly Ghostly. Ghostly. <laughs>